This week's guest went from service provider to full-time mom of three and a lash business coach. She is your girl if you are a lash artist looking to fill your books. Erica is a marketing specialist. If you feel like your business of any kind is lacking clients, then this one's for you. Grab a pen and paper because we will be talking about building clientele. And Erica's got some amazing tips and tricks that we probably all need. Let's jump into the episode. Welcome back to The Daily with Emily, where I'll be serving you your fix of all things entrepreneur life, bigger and bolder selling, and the tough love mindset that you probably needed to hear. Hi, Erica. Thank you so much for coming on. Do you want to just go ahead and introduce yourself and what you do? Yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited. Um, so my name is Erica Schramm. I'm the host of Lash Biz Babes Con- or yeah, Lash Biz Babes Con- Conference. That's a thing now too. And also Lash Biz Babes Podcast. Um, so I started out as a lash artist in 2014 and was I've, I've worked in a lot of different capacities in the industry. I've worked in like a franchise studio. I've lashed from home. I've done booth rent and like a salon suite all kinds of different things. But at this point, I do lash trainings in person and like beauty business coaching online and the podcast and all kinds of fun things and just super love it. I love this industry. And um, yes, that's a little bit about me. Really cool with you because we've talked about this before, but like you're essentially living like my dream. You're just like, you're nice. (laughs) You're working full time at home. You don't take lash clients anymore, which is amazing. So you're virtually just everything online yeah and I love it it's been it's amazing it I feel like it was I didn't really know what I was getting into when I went full-time online I knew what I was getting into I'd been doing it part-time for a while but it was basically like restarting a completely new business in a way like it's in the same industry but it's so different than taking clients um, that I feel like I've really had to relearn a lot of things. Um, so I'm really grateful for like my husband and his support as like I've been growing and, you know, different things like that. But yeah, it's amazing. I love it. It's like, it's my dream life, honestly. <laughs> You've always wanted, like, even when I was a kid, I wanted to do something when I grew up that was flexible so I could like be home with my kids and such. And I mean, that's the reality that I'm living now. So it's super awesome, but it does definitely come with its ups and downs and it's hard days and especially as a mom like three kids I mean I'm literally nursing this one while we're talking so (laughs) I love love it it's amazing and uh, truly I think that's one of the greatest things about our industry is that we can really cater our businesses to be able to live our life how we want to because not everyone would want to be in my position or my shoes like I would you know and that's the beautiful thing is that we all can like really figure out what that dream life looks like for us and be able to set our businesses up to reach that um and that's different for everybody so I super love that I actually love this and this is such a perfect segue into what we're going to be talking about today well the first section of the podcast that we're going to be talking today which is the online podcasting event that you're putting on which from what I'm understanding from it, like, of course, you're, we're going to get you to shop on it. But it's the perfect, in my mind, event for lash artists to come on and to listen to a multitude of different speakers. 
um, to help them figure out what their next step is. Because we see so much like junk, you know, clouds our brains online. What we're like, and then it's, it's really hard to like navigate. Like, what what do I actually want to do? So, do you want to just like speak on what the conference is all about? Yeah, totally. I'm super excited for it too because I feel like I I got to that point too where I was a solo lash artist and I'd been doing it for quite a while and kind of knew I wanted to expand out of that. I wanted to grow. I like, and my heart was really pulling me in a different direction, but I didn't really know what I wanted to really do full time quite yet or like, uh, really like put all my, all my heart and soul into because, um, I really loved my clientele, but it just, it felt like time to expand. So I had like kind of tried to bring in um, another lash artist into my studio, which I loved mentoring them. I loved having them in there, like having someone else with me, but I didn't love like the managing the clientele side of things and different things like that. But like I couldn't, didn't learn that until I actually went out and did it, which I don't regret doing. Um, but I think with this conference, what's going to be the really great thing about it is that you're going to be able to explore different avenues as a solo beauty business owner without having to actually go out and do like the trial and error yourself so you can kind of see like what might be a good option for you um so just to back up a little bit and tell you about the event so it's a two-day like online conference um and it's specifically catered to solo beauty business owners so i feel like we really face a lot of unique struggles in our industry and we're by ourselves most of the time you know like and especially for those of us who like don't work in a salon setting or don't work with others you know we're in our own rooms that can be very isolating experiences sometimes and you don't always have people to like bounce things off of and brainstorm with and you know like have that support on and so this conference is really created with like the solo owner in mind um, to be able to help you like strengthen your service-based business and really learn the business skills and perfect like master the business skills needed to be able to run a successful thriving beauty business but then also to give you that opportunity to explore different options that there are because there's a ton of different avenues in our industry that you can take at this point um and it's going to be different for everyone what you want to go into because not everyone wants to open a salon or start a product line or you know become an educator but there's so many different things that you can do that um, this is going to be a really great opportunity for you to kind of learn some pros and cons, how to get started with some of them, um, hear experiences and stories from people who have done those things so you can decide like, hey, would this be a good option for me or no? Because I feel like if I had had a better understanding of what it, it really takes to have other like lash artists working underneath you or like employees, things like that, like I might not have gone down that path, which I like I said, I don't regret it, but it was still like time that I could have been spending investing into my now coaching business, which was the other option that I was exploring at the time. Um, so it was a good experience. But at the end of the day, like I feel like, you know, to my time could have probably been spent in a better capacity. Um, so that's really like day two of the conference is all about that. We're going to have speakers on like becoming an educator, uh, starting a salon, um, getting into online courses. That's what Emily's going to be talking about, online courses, ebooks, things like that. And so I think it's going to be just a really incredible opportunity to just really gain business skills, like uh, learn business skills, um, and also kind of see, like, put your, take your sights to the horizons, I guess you could say, <laughs> like look to the future, because that might not be something everyone's looking into right now. 
But I think for a majority of us, that is something that we're looking at at some point in the future, for sure. I love that. I've invested so much into my business to grow. And it's it's funny, like, just learning what is important and valuable to me, like what I actually enjoy spending my time doing. But it's it's interesting because I remember when I first started an online course, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to live like this passive income lifestyle. And like, that's what I want. I just want to sell courses online, not interact with people. But that I launched my first um, online course a year ago. And something that I've actually come to realize about myself now is I love the component of coaching as well. So how I'm using online or my online course now is in is alongside of a coaching program. So like my my students have or my coaching clients, they have pre-recorded content because it's like some stuff that I'm repeating over and over again, which I also find super draining. There's, you know, educators who do a really good job of repeating the same information, doing the same course over and over again. But I don't. I just my brain goes on to like airplane mode. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't work for me. Um, But then also, like, I do love the coaching component. But then also I was finding when I was coaching people, I found it. Well, number one, I was repeating the same information over and over again. Sometimes I would find that I would like get lazy with what I was talking about because I'd like bypass that they're, I'm like, oh, like they know what this means, but it's like, meh, yeah. they don't really. Um, just because we, it's, we forget what it's like to be a beginner mind, have a beginner's mind. So then I get to be so strategic with what I'm saying in my pre recorded content, but then also the, the live coaching, coaching, the live coaching component, I really get to give like build that that relationship with my students or my coaching clients. Um, I get to give that, them that support, that accountability and motivation, all of these things. So as my business, my online business has grown over this last year and that quick amount of time, really, um, I really, really got to learn more specifically about what I wanted for my business. As for when you're not like trying things or listening to everybody else, or maybe you're just like looking at everything as a whole, it's really hard to like, really really figure out like what resonates with me and what do i want so i that's where i think the online conference is going to be so beneficial i know i'm so excited to actually just tune in and listen as well because i totally (laughs) i went down that path as well where i was like you know do i want to have a a lash brand i genuinely don't it's so funny sometimes it pops into my mind still like i literally have to sit with it i'm like i don't want to do that like why are you even like contemplating that yeah, or, same with like in-person education. Like I just, I just don't. It just doesn't fit with me. Um, so I think, I think just yeah, getting a really clear understanding, and, and the event's gonna do such a good job. And then you get to really interact with the speakers as well. And um, you know, like then, then you can really figure out what you want to do and what your next step is. For sure. And that's one like aspect of the event that I'm super excited for is that it has the flexibility of being online so that people can be there they don't necessarily have to travel which i think is a big struggle for solo beauty business owners in general is like i know you know rewind back several years ago like i really wanted to go to like the first lash con but it just wasn't necessarily a possibility for me at that time not because i didn't want to invest in myself and don't want to be there but just realistically was not an option for me so i think that's gonna be a really great way for it to be flexible where it's online people can really um have it be accessible to them but also have the opportunity to ask questions and get feedback and have that like one-on-one uh, support because every speaker will have like a Q&A session at the end of their presentation. 
Um, so any questions that you do have about any of the topics, like you're going to be able to ask those and get um, that one-on-one feedback. So I'm super excited for that part. And I know a lot of the speakers are too, because they're kind of like, I, I thrive best in, in Q&A settings. And anyway, um, yeah, it'll be a really awesome part of it to be able to because it's like one thing that, you know, like difference with online courses and stuff, it's kind of like you get presented the information and then you have to be able to take that and um, implement it as you see best fit. But that's like the nice part about getting one-on-one feedback is that it can be specific to um, your own business too. And that's the nice part, like you were talking about with like group coaching aspect alongside of an online course too. I just started doing that with my booked out blueprint course as well um is that you can get that one-to-one feedback that's more specific to your business and you kind of get that help um implementing it which can be beneficial because all of us really do have unique businesses and struggles and obstacles that we're facing um in our lives and in our businesses well yeah and actually half the time i look the thing i actually love about coaching because this comes from me knowing what i feel like going through programs we all want to talk about ourselves we all want to talk about what our ideas and we want to just because we're fucking awesome so we're like yeah like that's what i find with my group coaching and my online course creation my group of girls that i have right now and there um that's the biggest part like i listen to these girls talk about their passion and their business everyone's doing something so different and it's just so fucking cool to be like yeah we all think differently we're all doing different things and it's just a really powerful piece that i personally love somebody else might not love that um i also wanted to say with the conference that i think this just popped into my mind that um, one thing I really like too, is if you're somebody you're like, I, you know, I don't think I want to be an educator. I don't think I want to open a salon. I don't think I want to have an online course. Like that, none of that's resonating with you. That's totally fine. But I know that there's going to be some really good speakers on, um, other things just for like helping you as a service provider, even from like, I know Liz Bussey's going to be on and she's so excited to be coming on and being a speaker as well. She is so knowledgeable as how ha- she has an at home Based business. I'm also an at-home based business as well. So like my expenses are very low. Um, I know like I talked to uh, Leah Lash like probably a couple years ago because I thought about opening a, a space as well. And I messaged her and I was like, hey, like what was your experience like opening a salon? Um, I know you don't have your salon anymore. So like, can, can I pick your brain? And she was like, you know what? It's really, really difficult because I think a lot of people think that in order to be successful, you have to go and get this beautiful space and have like, you know, that the entrance desk that you walk into and you might even have like a receptionist, something like that to really scream success. But you really don't have to do that to have a really good successful business. And the overhead sometimes isn't worth, sometimes isn't worth it. So I just wanted to say that as well, that like, if you're sitting here and you're like, oh, I just feel like I need to grow. I need to be doing these things, but I, don't, I feel comfortable at home or I, how can I make my service better? There's going to be a lot of like, there's going to be conversations about that at the event as well, which is really powerful. Yeah, 100%. Day one is all dedicated to strengthening like service-based businesses as it is because I mean, everyone's version, I talked about this on Instagram recently, but like everyone's version of success looks different. So For some of us, you know, maybe that does look like having online courses or starting a product line or opening a salon or becoming an educator. But for others of us, that's just being really successful with doing lashes or hair or nails or spray tans or aesthetics. Like that is like 100% valid. And like, if that's what you want to do, then like go freaking get it. Like, um, like my lash bestie, she's like, I feel like 
um, she's been in the industry for a long time, but she's always telling me like, I feel like I'm so behind in the industry because I've been in it for so long and I just love my, I love taking clients. I love doing services. Like I love being, you know, really successful at what I do here. And she's like, it makes me feel like I'm behind that. I'm not like wanting to go out and do all these other things. And I'm like, that's totally valid. Like that is something that's amazing. And like, she's grown like an incredible business. She's actually going to be speaking at the event too. Um, Because now she does do apprenticeships where you can get like your license alongside of like you get your license hours and such um, while you're learning from now. And so she's going to be speaking about that. But like that is amazing, too. And so we've got a lot of really great speakers that are really just going to help you learn like the base business skills that you need to be able to be successful in that um, as a service provider in itself. Yeah. And you have um, Kayla coming on to be taught. What is she Senior Kayla Hertz. Yeah, so she's from Educated Artistry Podcast or KK Artistry. Um, she is talking about client attraction on social media. So really just, you know, attracting those dream clients, um, utilizing social media to be able to like build your clientele. Um, and I mean, I know we've both obviously seen a lot of her content online, but like if people who are listening, like if you've uh, listened to any of her stuff or you haven't, like it the second you listen to her, you're you're just like, oh yeah you know what you're talking about like she's incredible i was super excited when she agreed to come speak at the conference because i just love everything that she puts out and all like her energy and the like her approach and perspective on things and she definitely has the experience to back it up because she's got like an incredible uh solo business and that's another thing about this too is like a lot of the speakers majority of the speakers um i well i want to say almost every single one I can't think of anyone who hasn't been in this position, but they all started out solo um, or are currently solo. So they really, truly understand the like struggles that we face as solo business owners and how to be able to overcome those and grow and thrive. Yeah. I'm so excited. I literally can't wait. I I can't wait. I'm super excited. Like everyone, everyone who's speaking is so passionate about the industry, what their, their topics, what they're talking about. They just do so well with it. I'm so excited. This is like my dream lineup. And obviously, like, I handpicked people and invited people. So, um, of course, like, I love what they do. But I really think that people are going to be so fortunate to learn from them. And, like, um, it's really going to help um, us be able to all grow and uh, walk away learning something new and, like, excited about business again. Because I think that's a struggle as solo be like owners sometimes too is that sometimes we kind of get in a rut we can feel kind of stuck like I don't know I want to make more money I want to expand I want to grow um you know but I'm not sure how to do that I feel stuck like I feel uninspired and and that's normal that happens sometimes but I think that this is going to be a really great way to just um kind of be poured into and really leave walking away feeling like inspired and motivated and like ready to work basically (laughs) Yeah, it's it's really true. I think I always recommend that like take a pro or take some sort of trading every single time you feel maybe it's bad advice, but <laughs> anytime you feel like lack of motivation, lack of motivation in your business, I'm always like take a trading because it's going to make you feel more motivated to work on your business or start something new. Like I've been feeling actually really um, just like a lack of motivation. I think that also comes from. Um, you know, like, like I said, I have a lot of online offers that just kind of essentially like sell themselves. So I don't have to do so much on that end of things anymore. Um, but 
I I need something to fill my time or else I feel like I'm not doing anything. So yeah, starting the podcast for me now has been really exciting because it's making me just more motivated, more motivated to come in and work on my business and do those types of things. So I think, yeah, to start something new, try new things, it can keep things really, really awesome and fresh. Yeah, I totally love that. And like one thing I always tell my coaching students and like my training students and such is like, uh, really just remembering the bigger picture of things is I think when we are really focused on our like goals and such that we kind of forget like the bigger reason why we're doing it to begin with um, because we can hit a point in our businesses or in our lives where like the money's not super worth it and like you might be making really good money but you're feeling burnt out you're feeling uninspired you're having these you know difficulties come up and I think just really being able to take a step back and remember the bigger picture of why you're getting into this not just for the money not just for the clients you know like those types of things but like what are the possibilities that that's going to allow for you um i know last year i mean last year being my first full year uh coaching and uh teaching and doing the podcast and things like it was amazing i loved it so much but it also came with a lot of difficulties and a lot of um growing pains and like i said it was kind of like starting over again so ran into a lot of like hurdles along the way um which I was really thankful to have support from like my business coach and things like that with but also like it made it hard and it was like is this really what I want to do like kind of like hitting a wall sometimes where it was like okay I'm at this crossroads where I can either you know keep moving forward and keep like learning and growing and like growing in this um venture or I could you know, I could take lash clients, I could do this, I kind of like looking at different options I had. But at the end of the day, when I did take that step back and look at the bigger picture of things, it was like, okay, but this is why I'm actually doing this because I want to have that flexibility be with my kids. Like it is hard some days, but I love being home with my kids. I love being able to have a flexible schedule with them. Like the income potential is a lot, um, in my opinion, a lot more lucrative than uh, taking clients um, <clears throat> I felt like I had hit a wall with clients before as far as my time and my income potential was and I wanted to expand past that which um, isn't necessarily a possibility if I went back to doing clients so I think just you know I could talk about that for a while longer but I think the main point I wanted to make with that is that just being able to take that step back and look at the bigger picture of like, no, like this is what this is going to allow me to do. Like, here's the potential. Here's like the reasons why, like um, whether that is like financial freedom or like time flexibility or, um, you know, whatever that might look like that, like remembering those things, because that's what's kept me going uh, more than anything else. Because I mean, business is hard. We, We know that like, being solo is difficult and especially when it is just you and if you are like in your own space like doing your own thing like that can be a lot of um difficulty sometimes and feel like feel heavy and really being able to remember like our bigger picture why I think and really anchor into that that's something that has pulled me through a lot of difficulties and a lot of ups and downs um and I'm very thankful for that because I can't imagine where I would be if I was doing anything else right now because I just love it so much. I think that's such a good point. And like the whole time you were speaking, I was the word like aligned kept popping into my mind, which is so funny because I'm like, I talk to people this all the time. I'm like, what the fuck does alignment mean? Like there's just, I think people use it all the time, but I think it's interesting with you because 
that's such a true fact. Like, I think if you have, like, I mean, we both, you know, we're service providers and had, I, were you a service provider and then you also had an online business and then you transferred over to the online business or did you just go full swing? Yeah. So I was, um, I had my clientele. I was doing lashes. I added in another lash artist. I was growing the studio, um, you know, building their clientele and then was doing like business coaching on the side, kind of like starting to do some courses, some group coaching programs. Um, and just really getting into that. So like that was 2021 for me was a lot. And my husband was working out of town that year. So at that point I had two young kids. Um, my second was like, um, I started getting into online coaching right after she was born. And so I had a newborn and a two-year-old my husband was out of town. I'm growing the studio and doing this part-time. And so it kind of was a lot. And that's where I hit that crossroads of like, okay, I want to decide like what I want to do bigger picture, like long-term because this ain't it. Like, it was a lot. And it, not that I didn't enjoy it. I loved my clients. I loved what I was doing. But it was like I really wanted, um, like, my business to align with my long-term goals. And I knew how it was at that moment. It was not aligned with my long-term goals, which I totally agree with you. I think alignment is kind of a big buzzword right now. Um, but I think it really is important, especially if we want to have businesses that we truly enjoy. And um, I think it really helps to cut out on burnout and overwhelm, too, because when you are in alignment, you don't run into that as often. It's so true. And there's something I just recently heard that resonated with me so much. And I think this is a good piece of advice for somebody who's looking for growth or isn't really sure like what alignment means for them. Because I think that's my problem with the word alignment. I'm like, like, what does that mean? Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sometimes yeah. I feel good and sometimes I don't feel good. I'm like, I'm doing the same shit every day. <laughs> right, for sure. Yeah, but I heard this thing. It was probably on TikTok. And she basically said, she was like, pay attention to your emotions. So when you're going about your day-to-day life and you're seeing things online, you're seeing things that your friends are doing or whatever, um, if you have some, if you see somebody doing something, it makes you feel a little bit of envy or it makes you feel a little bit jealous take note of that. And it's not a negative emotion. It's something that that person is doing something that you could see yourself doing. And that is so powerful. And that for me, I was like, I, that's something I need to really start paying attention to because I don't feel like I have these really big, strong senses of, of jealousy. But um, for example, like my sister's sister-in-law, actually her husband just brought her home this Range Rover. <laughs> and I thought she tells me this and I'm like, that's so awesome. I'm so jealous. But if that scenario was different like say somebody's husband brought them home like I can't think of something like I don't know like what's something cool oh forerunners everyone's all about forerunners these days that I talk to if somebody's husband brought them home a forerunner I'd be like oh that's so awesome that's so cool but I wouldn't feel any sort of like want towards that or lack lack's not the right word but I just think that that is such a good piece if you're seeing other people doing these really amazing things pay attention which what sparks up that emotion in you I super love that. I think one time I heard someone say that like jealousy or like envy or like, oh, I want, I want to be doing that. I want that. Um, is untapped potential of your own and really show you like where some of like your desires are in life or like where uh, maybe some alignment might be for you because that's something that you would want to be doing, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I actually was recently listening to somebody speak on that as well. There was like two emotions that she was like, if you're around somebody and you feel like they're really annoying, like if you're like, oh, like I don't love that that person has that quality. She's like, actually a lot of the time, it's a quality that you might have in yourself that you should be just paying attention to that. 
And then in the, in the other rule that she's like, if you see somebody who's doing something that you love totally, she's the exact same thing. Like it's a potential that you could see yourself doing or that the potential that you have to do something. So, okay. So if you guys don't know this about Erica, if you don't follow her on social media, she is literally the marketing queen, the marketing expert. And so it's so good. I'm like, I'm literally going to get Garrett to listen to this because he finally officially quit his job. I know that we talked about that. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, I would that on past uh, episodes yeah on your, on your podcast so um he's it's super exciting for his job but totally he's like coming up with the stuff that like is everything we talk about he's like i don't know how to do this and i don't know how to do that and he's like i'm really nervous for the marketing side of things so if you could give advice to somebody who is just starting their business um what are some pieces of advice that you could give to that i think starting with the basics is really where it's at a lot of people kind of like skip ahead and they just are trying to get quick clients or you know quick um if it was a different business like you know customers or whatever that's not necessarily a bad thing but if you want to set yourself up for more long-term success you really have to build that foundation for yourself for your marketing um that you're able to really grow on um because if you don't have like that good steady foundation then it's gonna really be hard to I mean, like a house, like it, ha- it has to have that good foundation to be able to build the house on. That's the same thing with our businesses. When we have that good, steady, firm foundation, then we're a- really able to grow on that. Um, and you're going to run into a lot less growing pains that way and set yourself up for more long-term success. So with your foundation, really figuring out like um, your brand, which, I mean, there's a lot that can go into some of these pieces. So I'm not, obviously we're not going to have time to like dive deep into all of them today, but really um, establishing what your brand is and that's not just like the colors of the fonts obviously that's part of it or like logos and things Um, but really actually like who you're wanting to help like getting really clear on who your ideal clients are Um, and then like what makes you like let's say like stand out or but in a sense like what makes you stand out like what are your strengths as a business owner So just to give you an example for me, one thing that I knew I was really good at or that I really enjoyed in my business was connecting with my clients and making those connections with them and giving them a really good experience. So when you know your strengths, you're really able to pull those into your marketing and talk about those more in your content and on your website, your online booking or like even your in-person conversations so that you can be attracting those kinds of clients who value those things. Um, And basically that gives you... uh, what's messaging points i'm like what's the word for it like messaging points in your um marketing that are not just your prices because i think especially when we're starting out we're really um at least i know i did and trying to attract people based off of just cheap prices which there's nothing wrong with that but that's going to attract that type of clientele who's looking for a deal and they're not really going to stick around with you long term um so anyway with the foundation you know you have like a really good brand um, you have like your policies set up. I think a lot of people are scared to do that when they first start out and they're like, oh my gosh, it'll scare clients away. But that's, that's literally the point <laughs> to it, part of the point anyway, is to attract the kinds of clients that you do want and detract the ones that you don't want. Like that's the whole point of marketing, right? Um, so you have like your brand, you have your policies, you have like your pricing all set up, like you have all these foundational pieces that are going to help you be able to like grow on those things. Um, and I think part of that too is like having your back end systems figured out. Um, obviously those are things that are gonna you're gonna adjust them along the way, but as far as like um 
marketing yourself goes like you get all your social media pages set up well to begin with like you're kind of like do your initial like work with that so that you can grow on it um and with marketing as well being able to like establish your local following i think that's a big one that i did not have at first but once i did you know bring that piece in that was a great thing that helped me a lot was just having local followers like it's something that's so simple with your marketing but is so important it's like we're not trying to attract other lash artists or other beauty professionals like that's not going to help you get clients um so i think that that's a really important part of like your foundation with your marketing is to really establish that local presence too um so i think that'd probably be the biggest thing i would say for new business owners is just really start with the basics figure out like what your brand is who your business helps like who your ideal clients are um, you know, know who you're speaking to, like in your marketing, who you want to be serving, and that will really serve you well in the long term for sure. Well, and then also small little steps. I think like we all are looking at mm-hmm. picture, which like the big picture is so important. We talked about today, but like just these little steps of like, okay, what, like how one may how many get from point A to point B? Okay, we're gonna get that done. Okay, now we're moving from point B to point C. Or because we look at everything as a whole, sometimes we're like, holy shit, I don't know how I'm going to get all this done. Yeah. Overwhelming. So I think just like those little steps. Hey, friend, it's Erica from Lashmas Babes podcast. And I want to personally invite you to our upcoming event, Lashmas Babes Virtual Conference. This two-day online event is happening in May, and it was created specifically for solo beauty business owners like yourself. As solo owners, we face a lot of unique struggles in our industry, so this event was created to help you be able to overcome those struggles to grow your business, build your clientele, make more money, up your social media game, gain more business skills and knowledge, make some internet friends in the industry, and expand past the service share, whether that's now or at some point in the future. So Emily and I will both be speaking at the event along with 12 plus other speakers, we're going to be teaching you on topics like content that converts, starting online courses, elevating the client experience, personal branding, authentic sales, and more. So if you're solo, you truly do not want to miss this. And because you listen to Emily's podcast, you have a special offer to join us for only $99. So grab your ticket today and we would love to see you there. Um, I also wanted to just add on to the marketing thing because like I'm in no mean a mar- or by no means a marketing expert, but something I did read on I'm curious what your thoughts are on this. Um, it was this book and it was like simplified marketing. And it was talking about how we use this like really, really broad messaging. And I believe that the company that he used for the example that resonated with me it was a paint company. And the paint company, the guy had all this like this big list. It was like we paint yada 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 and he wasn't getting any calls so then finally like he worked this marketing expert that was the author of this book and this author was saying that he's like we use too many brain calories when we're reading certain things like it literally our brain cannot convert messages we all need like a very simple um writing or like something that we can read and it's like converts right to our brain like yeah okay makes sense so he, his logo that he put on, or not this logo, this uh, tagline or whatever for this company, it was like, um, we paint everything. <laughs> and it was like, literally so straightforward. Like you read it, you're like, okay, this guy paint shit. Like we're good to go. Yeah, I love that. Um, 
I mean, everyone kind of has their own approach to things. I think, I mean, obviously that worked well for him <laughs> and it was just kept it super simple. Um, I think that it kind of depends on the, what you're trying to market, the situation, like your business and like who your target audience is. Cause I think there is benefit to being specific sometimes. Um, but you can still keep it simple if that makes sense. So, um, like, I'm just going to give like a, an example that I can think of off the top of my head, like, um, Arm and Hammer. I don't know that. Is that a brand in Canada? Uh, yeah. Probably is like I'm like I feel like they're a pretty well known brand, but like Arm and Hammer, they have I don't what was it a baking soda? I don't know whatever that product is, and but it has a bunch of different uses for it, right? And so when you go into the store, like there's like the cooking version of it, right? Or there's also ones that are specifically made for going inside of your fridge or freezer to make that smell better. Or there's ones that are specifically created for like cleaning. It's literally the exact same product. It's just marketed in different ways. And so instead of having one product that's like, here's all the different uses that you can, I mean, obviously you could still use it for all those different things. They make each product for each specific use. Like they market it, they package it. Like the one that goes in your fridge, like it has, it's like specifically made for that, but it's literally the exact same thing as everything else. So um, that kind of gives you a little bit of insight on that where, like, you're still being specific, but you're keeping it simple. You know, it's really funny because, like, you're in the U.S. Do you call it, would you call it baking soda or would you call it Arm & Hammer? I guess it depends. Baking soda if I'm baking, but, like, Arm & Hammer for anything else. <laughs> and I would say baking soda for everything. Because it was funny, you said Arm & Hammer. I'm like, yeah, I know what that is. And I could picture it. And then I was like, what is that? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's baking soda. Yeah, yeah, like the brand of it, yeah. I mean, obviously there's different brands of baking soda, but that specific one I was thinking of, because I was, I remember when my husband was like, get the one that's for the fridge. And I was like, why does it matter? It's literally the same thing. He's like, no, you got to get the one for the fridge. But anyway, I was like, okay, great, but it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I Actually, that's kind of funny. I think that <laughs> goes into like wash products and this everything in general life too. Like a lot of things, it's just marketing. Yeah. Like, what it is it's oil resistant adhesive or um waterproof adhesive it's like no they're just all oil <laughs> and they're all waterproof but they just yeah. Make yeah it's i mean it's all just how it's um marketed really for sure or like lashes like the i mean basically they're they're it's literally all the same a majority of the major lash brands same manufacturer i remember who is it uh jamie from lash base I don't remember where I heard this from him, whether it was on Instagram or a podcast somewhere, but I listened to him talk about one time how he like went to a manufacturer, like toured it. I don't know if it was their manufacturer or someone else's, maybe one they were considering, but he literally said that like uh, basically all the big brands all manufactured the same spot, like same factory. It was just marketed differently, had to, obviously different branding. There's probably a little bit of tweaks for you know with like adhesives and stuff like little tweaks with the uh, formulas and things like that depending on uh like the formula that they use or like if they have their own chemist and things like that but it's all made in the same place i went through a deep dive on lash adhesive too and yeah it's essentially the same ingredients um there are it's interesting with people talking about lash adhesive because you see this all the time on social media it's like this is the best lash glue and it's like okay no like that's not 
it's not gonna like make or break like i don't want to get into retention today but like it's not gonna make or break how well the lashes are lasting like it's all the same ingredients essentially you to see to like uh, find the product that you like the best like there's so many different things like do you like it more like thick like honey do you like it more runny like water um dry to there's that's what's more important than like oh this brand is the best and it's going to be like bet like really good for a you know, large large um scheme of people so 100 percent. and like everyone's going to have their own preferences everyone's going to have their own environments which it's like i think it's funny because people are like oh what's the humidity and things and really like humidity is not going to make an adhesive work or not work it's going to make it dry faster or slower so once you understand that then it's kind of like okay you you really uh once you have a better understanding of adhesive and how it works it really doesn't matter like what adhesive you have you could probably make it work for you yeah i use different adhesives like i live in like a pretty deserty type client climate um and i use adhesive that would be like that has like the highest humidity levels like don't have a humidifier on like it's yeah it's just all the marketing and all like type of stuff uh, sure um, do you have any advice for somebody who is maybe like a lash artist or has a, some sort of business and their business is doing really, really well? Like they have their foundational skills down, like they are getting clients, but maybe they're struggling to like get consistent clientele that likes their business. You know, like sometimes when you're like doing something and maybe you're like, oh my God, like I don't know if their clients are to keep coming back and you're like all the time, like looking for clients. Like, do you have any advice for that? Yes. So, I mean, I think there's a few different things that can play into this and it really kind of depends on the specific goals that somebody has um, for like, you know, because I, I mean, full clientele for everyone, that that's different for everybody, depending on how fast you work, uh, how many hours you're working, uh, your service times, things like that. But really for consistent clients, which is really what we need and what we want in our businesses, because that, I mean, as lash artists specifically, um, that's what's going to get you consistent income is consistent clients, like repeat clients, loyal clients, because like the bread and butter of our businesses is fills and that's where we make like our money. It's not the full sets. And so in creating consistent clients, that really comes down to, I mean, the biggest things I think is um, attracting clients who can't afford the ongoing expense of services. I think this is important. And especially in times like right now where a lot of people are seeing clients drop off um it's gonna happen sometimes for a variety of different reasons but um if they're dropping off due to budget like that's okay it's like no judgment towards the clients at all but it's just more so it's probably time to reevaluate your marketing and how you're talking about your business to kind of take it up a notch with the kind of clients that you're attracting um so that you have people who do have that disposable income right now to continue to come in and see you consistently so that's one aspect of it so really fine-tuning your marketing with that to be able to attract um, like a little bit of a higher level uh, type of clientele. Um, and then also consistent clients, loyalty and clients, that's just building loyalty into your clientele. That's giving them a good experience. That's making those connections with them. That's making them want to come back to you. So really, and, and I think this is probably what I'm going to end up speaking about at the Lash Wiz Babes conference too, is your client experience. Um, it's something that I really love talking about, and the original person that I asked to speak on that um, wasn't available that weekend, so I'm like, oh, maybe I'll just talk about it instead. Um, but really, client experience, it comes down to how are you making it easy for your clients um, as far as, like, booking and, you know, coming in to see you, like, 
um, really making that easy and convenient for them. How comfortable are you making it for them? How clean is it? How convenient is it for like, um, as far as, you know, coming in and getting things done at like, if you've got like a thousand step process to get like the, uh, consultation form filled out or something like that, then that can be something that's like a turnoff for clients or, um, you know, they come in and they are laying on a super hard, like, massage table. Like, I know I've been in those shoes. I had the uncomfortable massage table at one point, too. But, like, client comfort is really key, too. So, I mean, those are just a few things that go into the client experience. But really, when you have that really good experience and you are creating those connections with your clients, that's what's going to keep them coming back to you more than anything else. Because, like, they could think, like, you know, maybe not be the biggest fan of your work, um, but if you are giving them a good experience, giving them good retention, like you teach, um, you're giving, you're creating those connections with them. They're going to want to come to you over anybody else just because of who you are as a person. Yeah. Um, so I think that really builds loyalty into your clientele. So, I mean, there's a couple different aspects that go into that piece, but that would be the advice I would give and just really, um, consider your marketing. Um, that's where you can really, uh, anchor into your personal branding a lot more too which is um what wednesday wednesday lasher is going to be speaking about at the conference as well um and then also your client experience and really making sure that it is like top tier great um and that doesn't mean like you're the best of the best in the area because i think sometimes we get a little imposter syndrome with that where we're like oh my gosh like someone so and so down the street's better than me and we kind of get in our heads but it's like you know you're giving your clients the best experience that you can at your skill level you're putting your best foot forward for your clients and making, you know, doing the best you can for them where you're at um, and like continuing to try and grow and make it better for them as you go too. This was making me kind of laugh because I was thinking back, like I also used to have like the worst massage team. And it's really actually, it just was interesting to me because I was like, it's so funny how, not necessarily how, how much the lash industry has grown, but it's like as a new lash artist coming into the space of like, needing because like everyone had uncomfortable massage tables back you know six years ago but now like there's all these things like you, there really is such a higher standard of treating your clients a certain type of way I genuinely am like oh it's so much for new artists to learn and to implement into their business right away when they're first like even just starting to like try to apply a lash extension yeah and that's what I always tell, like, my in-person training students or my coaching clients. Like, just start where you're at. Like, it's overwhelming. But, like, start where you're at. Pick a couple of things to start implementing. Like, um, I'm always telling like, you know, like, just pick, like, one thing to work on this month. Like, and improve in the client experience. And it's and it's always going to be something that gradually gets better and better, too. Like, even for people who are more experienced and more advanced, like, they've been in the industry for a while. They have, like, a really good client experience. Like, there's still always going to be things that they're going to upgrade or improve or elevate or, like make better and a lot of that is like learned too because like you learn what your clients like and don't like you learn like oh that wasn't the greatest like for me that wasn't the most comfortable experience for them so let's make it better in this way like um you know you get feedback from clients you get reviews from clients and you kind of take that and build on it and that's what helps your business grow and really caters to the type of clients that you want to be attracting in as well because especially um higher paying clients and like loyal clients um, like they really value things in service providers that are more than just like the price. Um, like they value the comfort, they value that ease and convenience of like online booking. They, uh, value like good retention and good quality service. And that's something that they're willing to pay more for in return. 
um, and they're not just looking for like the cheapest provider out there. Yeah. And you know, what's actually really funny. I just thought of this as well, because like a high paying client. And I think that I used to, when I would take trainings or whatever, I'd always listen to the educators speaking on, um, you know, attract high paying clients. And I was like, okay, so I don't, where do I find them? I live like in the country, right? And there's not a lot of people who are driving these like fancy luxury cars and driving or having designer banks and all these things that it screens out of luxury. Um, but it was actually interesting now, like understanding this on a deeper level in my business, where now I actually do have high paying, high paying clientele. I think I'm the most expensive in the entire surrounding area. And also I do live like in the middle of nowhere and have people drive an hour <laughs> direction to come see me. Um, but it's, it's interesting with this because a lot of my high paying clients, they're servers. Like you wouldn't necessarily think of a serving position as the girls who you know, I mean, of course, the ser- servers can make a lot of money. Um, I'm not saying that there's anything like that, that they're like low. Right. That, but like my serving clients are the ones who want to look good. They wear makeup. They want their lives to be easier. They're making tips. So therefore, like a lot of that, unfortunately, is how they look. And they tip you out of the fucking yin yang. My servers are my best paying clients. They're better than any nurse that I've ever had come in. Um, any business person. The list goes on. Like the serving clients are the best, top tier. Hundred percent. I love that so much. And yeah, I, and I think that you know sometimes with, you know luxury or high end, it makes it seem like it's some like like bougie type of clients, which it can be. But it also it's just people who value the experience too. Yeah. Um, you know they value that comfort. They you know they're willing to pay more in return for those things because they want that. Um, like for me, I'm you know we're getting ready to make an out of state move here in like literally three days and I'm looking for a lash artist literally because like I'm I'm like okay who has a recliner literally asked that in like the mom group up there today because I'm like I want that comfort like that's something I'm willing to pay someone more for in return because like I want that like that's something that I value as part of the experience and mm-hmm. that's gonna in the clients they value different aspects of service providers and, and I mean that can be anything with any kind of products any kind of services like they're going to value certain things in products or services, and that's what they're going to be looking for a product or service provider by. I love that actually so much, too, because I agree. I don't wear lash extensions. They're not valuable to me. I'm like a terrible marketer for lash extensions. I genuinely am like, I can't leave there. I hate them. Like, it would just be a waste of money for me. I do also, I will say, I have really decent natural lashes. Yeah, so, like, that's not a top priority to me, but, like, I'm really into, like, holistic health and, like, you know, I'll go do the like woo-woo type things or like go for acupuncture or um, go to like a retreat. Like those are things that I would spend money on. And I feel like I love spending money on those things and giving my money to those people, even though to somebody else, like they'd be like, oh, I don't want to spend $300 a month on acupuncture. And I'm like, what do you mean? You don't want to? <laughs> yeah, literally. I, well, yeah, it really comes down to like, what do, what do people value? Uh, like um, what's going to make their lives better and help them feel good? Um, cause I'm kind of the same way. Like one thing that I've done a lot throughout my life. Well, so back up third grade, I fell out of a tree house and all I did was mess up my, all I did quote unquote was mess up my back. So I've seen like chiropractors. And so that's something that I really value. A couple weeks ago, I literally woke up, could not walk, could not sit up, could not stand whole thing. My husband had to literally carry me into the car, carry me into this chiropractic office to like get help. And like, I was able to walk out on my own afterwards. Okay, so then I'm like scrolling through Facebook this week and I see this lady post like, oh my gosh, I'm in so much pain, like having the same issues I was. 
And I was like, go to a chiro- like, here's who I went, like chiropractor. She was like, oh no, I just don't believe in that stuff. Like, I don't value that. I'm not paying for that. And it just kind of was a like an eye opener for me that like, okay, it really depends on what people value. Like, because I'm willing to pay like out the yin yang for chiropractors can help me feel good, but other people aren't. And there's nothing wrong with either one. It's just what do people put their value in? What's going to make them feel better? What's going to um, like improve their day to day lives too? Yeah, it's so 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 true. And then it's actually interesting just to, to base or touch on this as well. Um, it's funny, like myself being a lash artist and not wearing lash extensions. Something that popped into my mind a lot is I would be like, okay, so I want to charge like you know over a hundred dollars a filler. I felt like that for a long time. I was like, I want to get get over that hump, right? For a lot of people, hundred dollars for a fill is like that jump that feels really scary. And I knew that I was limiting. I was literally limiting myself from growth because I was like, well, I would never spend $140 on lash extensions for a fill. Why would anyone else want to spend that? But there are absolutely people who will pay that. Absolutely no problem. 100%. And I think that that's a big thing. Like, because I'll read in the lash Facebook groups, like, oh, I would never, like someone will post like how much they charge. Like, oh, I would never pay that much. And it's like, okay, you might not pay that much. That doesn't mean other people won't because there's different like demographics of people out there. Like, because just as an example, like when I first got started, like I felt like I felt, I felt like it was so hard to even just charge full price and not give people like a discount and full price as in like a still lower, you know, lower end on prices. But like I had a friend who I went to aesthetics school with and she literally like just, she kind of tapped into that right demographic that was, they were literally like tipping her on top of her already expensive prices, tipping her hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. on top of it. And it really opened my eyes to like, oh my gosh, like that's a, just a different demographic of people. Like, just because I wouldn't pay that much doesn't mean someone else wouldn't. And that's where I'm kind of like in those Facebook groups sometimes like, okay, like you, if you want to charge that much, that's who you need to be marketing to. Like that's who you need to be speaking to in your content. That's who you need to cater your client experience to. Because if you want to charge high-end prices then you really have to have like the experience and stuff to back it up like you've got to have like that good quality of service and like you know the super comfortable things like that way you know those people are attracted to booking with you it's so true okay so everything that we were discussing today with erica like it's all stuff that you have in your course booked out blueprint um yeah so like you were saying with your retention fix like you have all your base things in the course and then you kind of do your coaching alongside of that so i've got something kind of similar to that with my booked out blueprint coaching because i that was kind of you know when i was working one-on-one with people working in group coaching containers with people it was like repeating the same things over again and it was a lot of like um you know trying to teach the same concepts so i basically pulled all of that into like an online course um you know, put together booked out blueprint based on those things and then have like the group coaching that goes alongside of it. So that's like my main thing, um, especially if you're like wanting to build your clientele and really learning like social media and uh, content creation, personal branding, things like that. It's like all in there. Um, I also teach like my five step process to like uh, elevating your client experience. Um, it also talks about some mindset things. So it's like a really good mix of you know, what the pieces that you need to be able to uh, build your clientele and really learn like marketing skills that are going to serve you 
uh, in the long term. So not just getting like quick clients in the door, but really being able to build that uh, consistency and stability into your clientele and into your income because of that. Yeah. Okay. So if anyone wants that, which I mean, I don't know who wouldn't want that if you're, I think that's actually, so it's interesting how many people get into taking a lash course and then you're like, whoa, what do I do now? Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of support through that. Like, how do you gain clientele? Like, what do you do on social media? All these type of things. So I think if anyone's struggling with that, um, the Booked Out Blueprint would be probably a really, really good place to start. It definitely is. And that's it. And it, like with my, because I teach in-person lash trainings just in my area. And I like always give them access to like my online courses for business too, because I'm like, you know, you've got learned lash skills now, but you've still got a whole other skill set you have to learn uh, as far as business things to be able to like go out on your own if that's what they're wanting to do. So that's where like they get booked out Blueprint and um, a couple other little courses that I have. And that's really helped them be able to grow. And it's also nice because it's something that they can like refer back to whenever they need it. So that's the beauty of like online courses in general is like it's always there for you. Because um, I feel like the first time we go through things, we kind of absorb you know, what we need in the moment. And then once you start implementing that, you can kind of go back in and be like, okay, now I want to work more on my content creation. Now I want to really focus on my client experience. And you can kind of go back and redo those sections and uh, focus on that one thing at a time. Because like we were talking about earlier, it can feel a little bit overwhelming trying to do all the things at once. So you can kind of take it in pieces with that, which is kind of how this course is set up too. It has the different sections, um, the different like branding, uh, content creation, uh, client experience, things like that. And so you can kind of like take it uh, piece by piece and implement it that way as well. Well, and essentially it all goes hand in hand because, you know, you could take the best lash training in the world and be amazing at doing lash extensions. But if you don't know how to market yourself or get clients, that's the end of your business. And then also, you know, it could go, you could go the opposite direction as well, where maybe you took kind of a shitty lash training um, but you have, you know, maybe you have prior knowledge or you go and take a continual education, the book, Bill Blueprint, something like that to learn how to market yourself. Um, I actually think that the person who knows how to market themselves will end up with a better business, even though if their service they're providing isn't as good. But um, the person who has the combination of the two is going to be the person who's going to move so much quicker and build their business. Actually, um, Jessica and I, we just recorded a podcast episode yesterday. And one of the topics that we were talking about was how people, it's like, you know, somebody could go to be school to become a nurse. I don't know how much it costs to become a nurse. Let's just say it's 50K. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you go and you do all these trainings to learn to become a nurse. But when you do a lash course, say that course is like $2,500. It's like, oh, whoa, okay, I'm spending $2,500. But now I don't know if I want to invest that extra, you know, let's say it's $1,000 to continue um, to learn the business side of things. So I guess. My advice, and you'll hear about this one, I do uh, Jessica's episode as well. It's like, just feel more comfortable investing in your business. Treat it like education as you would going back for a university or a college program. Yeah, I love that. It's so true. Like, it, people think it's just like an easy, quick thing. And like, oh, I don't want to put that much money into it. But like, it really is like, it's still a business. Like, you still have to invest in it. You still have those upfront costs. And, and I think business skills are really valuable things to learn from the start, too, because it's really going to help you be able to skip a lot of that trial and error and set yourself up to where you are getting clients and bringing in money. And then you're making back that return on your investment, too. Um, and like you were talking about with, like, you know, people who can market themselves, 
but you know or you know they have really good lash skills but they don't know how to market themselves like it's going to be difficult um and in that same way too like with marketing you still want your skills to back up the way that you market yourself too because you want the way that you talk about your business and the actual experience that they have to align because otherwise it's like that like quote-unquote five-star resort in like mexico that you booked and then you showed up and it's like this this is a five-star resort like (laughs) you know what i mean like it's like not the experience you thought it would be so i think that that's really where it does work hand in hand like you were talking about to have marketing skills and business skills to or sorry marketing skills and the technique skills you know the actual service skills um that blend together so that you are delivering on the way you're marketing yourself but then you're also marketing yourself in a way that conveys the experience that you do give to your clients too well and i think sometimes we can limit when you get into having let's say it's a lash course nail course um, brow, like anything in the beauty industry, I think a lot of the times we don't necessarily think about the fact that it is an actual full-on business. You are a legitimate yeah. business owner, so you have to treat it as so. So, um, you know, and you know, I like that you share both. You give um, your in-person students your trainings. I also do as well. I don't actually do in-person trainings anymore. Um, but yeah, that's another thing. If I just a side note, like. When you're looking to take a lash course, finding somebody like Erica or like how I used to do, like somebody who's going to be able to give you continual um, like hand holding throughout the process, that was really, really important to me um, because I know I've taken trainings before and then I've just been kind of like left to figure things out. And I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and it can feel really lonely. So I love that you add that, you give that extra support on through its co- whether it's courses and I'm sure people can reach out to you and ask you questions as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that's something that some students, you know, some people in the industry have thought that they were getting with a course. And then they, after the course, like, then it feel, you know, they have a question or something and they reach out and they're kind of get ghosted by their instructor and, you know, maybe didn't have the best experience with that. And I think, you know, some, some of us have had like four courses or, you know, things, investments that we've regretted or things like that. And I think to just not become jaded from that um, and keep like an open mind and an open heart to education still. And, you know, okay, you learn from that. Now you can find someone who will give you the kind of support that you're wanting and such like, and, you know, that can give you some different questions to ask when you're looking for a new course or a new instructor or a new coach. Um, But I think if we let ourselves become, you know, like, oh, like it's just a scam, like people like that are a scam or things like that, that that can Uh, be something that ends up holding us back because we've just you know we have had those bad experiences in the past so really just not letting that hold us back too I think is a big thing as well um that's just that we think of this because uh with my partner it's so funny we were talking about something that somebody oh I wanted to take this course and I was listening to this woman's podcast about it and I said to my partner I'm like man I just was listening to it I just felt I just resonated with me so much I really wanted to take it and he was like well you know that she's like selling you on the course right and I was like yeah but I need her course or I want to take the course it doesn't really matter if she's selling me selling me on the course so I think I think people really often turn to the negative or yeah oh this is a scam or this person's trying to get money from you and it's like okay well no you're giving somebody money but you're also receiving information that's going to help you which i think is just so critical and i always say to him i'm like you need to retrain your thoughts on this like 
that's not the appropriate way to look at things. And if you're always looking at things as like, if it's something is a scam, a scam would literally be like, you purchased something, you got nothing out of it. They didn't send you any content. They didn't book you a call. They took your money and you're left with nothing. That is a literal scam. But if you are getting something in return from this person, that is a business interaction. You're receiving information that's going to be helpful. Right. I totally agree with that. Do you have, so I like to ask everyone at the end of every episode, what you think that your best and your worst qualities are? That's such a hard question. I love that question. Um, So best qualities. Okay. So things that I just know about myself, we're going to take this angle on it because Okay, one thing I've been doing this year, I started therapy, and so my, one thing that my therapist and I have been talking about is, because, you know, one thing that I struggle with, so we'll start with worst quality, because this is something I struggle with a lot, is just really being uh, very self-critical and a lot of self-doubt. Um, I think we've talked about this on a podcast episode on Lashless Babes before, but, <clears throat> you know, that's been a struggle of mine, and I would say probably a poor quality of mine. <laughs> um, but one thing my therapist um, and I talked about was you know what do you know about yourself what what have you you know proved to yourself like what's a pattern of yours that you've seen in your life that is good like what do you know about yourself and so I think a couple of things that I do know about myself that are like positive and good like qualities and things that I just love about me is like I'm gonna stick to it like I'm like someone like once I get my mindset that like I'm gonna do it like I'm gonna figure it out like I feel like I'm always someone who um like oh I could do that (laughs) like um and you know just like I guess in a sense like not being like intimidated by a challenge I I love that about myself I think that that's um um something that's great about me and also well like I was saying earlier with um like client experience and stuff just really being able to connect with people I think that that's uh something that I do well at and something that I love about myself it's just really you know a lot of you know, being able to empathize with people and just really, you know, see things, you know, see them for where they're at um, and like the struggles that they're going through. And so that's something I really tie into like my coaching and stuff is just really um, trying to understand because everyone's going through something, whether we're talking about it or not, like we have difficulties and hard things that we're going through. So I I uh, really try to remember that with my, my students, my coaching clients and um, you know, being able to connect with people through that and help them through those like struggles and things in their businesses. So those are a couple of things about myself. Um, and like, then, like I said, yeah, like the self-doubt, the self-criticism, that's something that I, that I struggle with a lot that has held me back at times in my business, but, um, it's something that like I actively am working on, um, and growing through and, you know, healing from. So, you sound like you are the classic entrepreneur, like you're like limiting self-beliefs, but then you're also like, okay, no, I just care enough. I'm just going to do my grind and get everything done. I know it like sounds like so contradicting, but at the same time, like, I don't know, like yeah, like any kind of job description for things, I'm like, oh, I could learn how to do that easy. Like, and, and even if it's something that ends up being like more difficult to learn, I'm like, oh yeah, I could do that. Like, I just feel like I am very capable, I guess, uh, and like in open to learning and things <laughs> well, that's so much I think I think that's funny they they are contradicting but they also I think just go naturally hand in hand yeah 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 do you want to just let everyone know where they can find you on social media um yes so I am on Instagram at xo Erica Schramm 
Um, so that's where I mainly spend a majority of my time is on Instagram. Um, and then also the podcast, uh, my podcast, Lash Biz Babes. Um, and then I'm also on TikTok, which is also XO Erica Shram. I'm not on there as often as Instagram, but I am there sometimes. <laughs> I love that. I love your TikToks. Okay, just wanted to say really quick. So thank you so much for coming on. But I also just want to give the reminder that I personally am so excited for the Last Days Babes online event. So if you are a service provider and you're wanting to grow your business, but not exactly sure what direction you want to go down, then this is the event for you. And again, there's going to be a multitude of different guest speakers who are experts on their topic that they will be discussing. So you get a whole lot of education. And Erica was so generous to give me a really awesome um, discount code for you guys. So the prices are, what are they at right now? $199 at the type of time this comes out, they're going to be higher probably. Yeah. So every two weeks leading up to the event, the price goes up by $100. So right now they're $199. Um, and then they'll be $299 then $399 um, right before the event. So we're still lucky here. I have, um, so we have a link that I will be sharing below for $99, which is literally a fucking steal for the amount of education you get. I was like, you know, for this, I don't know what's wrong with you. Uh, I just wanted to add that in just because I, like, I'm so excited everybody. I think it's going to be amazing. And there, there has to be like 1 million people who sign up because it's so good. Yeah. I'm super excited. You know, we've got quite a few speakers. So just to give you like a little um, overview of their speakers and topics really quickly. Um, so Wednesday Wood, Wednesday Lasher, she's speaking on um, personal branding. So then we have Kayla Hertz. So like we we're saying, she's from KK Artistry, um, Educated Artistry. So she's talking about client attraction on social, so social media. And then Erica Jensen, another fellow Erica, she's from Simply Lash. She's talking about boundaries and policies with your clients, um, enforcing them and, you know, navigating all those difficulties with clients. Um, and then Becca Romero, so she's uh, Divine Lux on Instagram, and she's going to be speaking on transitioning into a suite. And that's a big question. That was one of the highly requested topics for uh, that people wanted to learn about this year. And so she started out as a home-based slash artist and transitioned into a suite, so she's going to be talking about that. Um, and then uh, Morgan McGrath from Ida Jane Lashes. She's speaking on standing out in your area. So if you feel like your area is saturated, that's going to be a great one to listen to. Um, and then like um, Emily was saying, Liz Bussey, she's talking about uh, building a successful home-based business. And then we have Tiffany Mitchell. She's going to be speaking on back-end systems as a solo beauty business owner. Uh, she runs like a seven-figure business with you know, salons and multiple employees. So she is amazing with that. Um, so she'll be speaking on backend systems. Uh, Jessica Paul, so, you know, Jess, you know, she's been on Emily's podcast too. So she's speaking on content that converts. And of course, we have Emily, who's going to talk about um, online courses and eBooks. Um, and as a side note, th that could be something that you can do for to businesses or to consumers too it doesn't just have to be like educating other business owners as well and then um i don't know how to say her last name so i'm not even going to try but bryce from um unstripped academy she's going to be talking about becoming an educator um then we have Helena garrett she's going to be talking about authentic sales uh bo hamill from lash bash she's going to be speaking on becoming a salon owner she owns an amazing salon um, then my lash bestie, Janessa, she's going to be talking about um, starting apprenticeships. 
And then um, I also just confirmed one more new speaker this week. Her name is Sydney from, I think it's Pacific Coat Beauty. Um, and she's going to be talking about mental health and like burnout as a beauty business owner. So a lot of amazing speakers. We're all super excited to teach you guys. And um, I'm excited to meet you if you're there. I'm so excited. Okay, thank you so much for coming on. First, thank you for having me. You're the best. You're the best. Okay, you Have a good day. Um, then we have Helena Garrett. She's going to be talking about authentic sales. Uh, Bo Hamill from Lash Bash. She's going to be speaking on becoming a salon owner. She owns an amazing salon. Um, then my lash bestie, Janessa, she's going to be talking about um, starting apprenticeships. And then um, I also just confirmed one more new speaker this week. Her name is Sydney from, I think it's Pacific Coat Beauty. Um, and she's going to be talking about mental health and like burnout as a beauty business owner. So a lot of amazing speakers. We're all super excited to teach you guys. And um, I'm excited to meet you if you're there. I'm so excited. Okay, thank you so much for coming on. First, thank you for having me. You're the best. You're the best. Okay, you Have a good day.